0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ben Griffin Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Nate, and in this podcast, we talk a little bit about social media platforms, specifically Visco and their Visco girls, Twitter, and Instagram. What's the trend? What's the future for them? We also have a little bit of a conversation about individualism online, like following the trends, who is the real you online, Finstas, and much more. All this leading to a conversation on faith cults and close deaths, that and a whole lot more. So thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Nate, welcome to the show, my man. Hello, hello, how are you? (laughs) I know, it's like most times people come in, and I do the mic tests with people that are like kind of mingling. This time, it's like we're straight into the action. So I'm I love sure it. I'm how it be. No, let's do it. But um, I guess we should just introduce yourself a little bit. Who are you? You know, like, well, of course, your name's Nate. For but sure, what's your Nate. major?
1: Yeah. So uh, my name's Nate. Obviously. Um, so right now I'm majoring in communications with a minor in philosophy. Um, communications is so broad. I'm kind of taking um, the more rhetorical route, rhetorical criticism, things like that. Um. Hopefully, the goal, the dream is right now. I want to teach. Uh, I came in as an elementary ed
0: major. Um, You're kidding? So, yeah. Right. I know, dude. That was that was mine. <laughs> dude, really? No way. Before what I are tra- you now? What are you right now? I'm a comm major. Nice. But I transferred in. Uh, before I came here, I was at a school called UW Superior, and I yeah, transferred yeah. in to be a kindergarten teacher. No way. I was gonna be. Holy I crap. was working with kindergarten kids at Superior, and when I transferred, I was a double major in common and business law. And I dropped the law part and just went calm, and that's all I can do now. All over the place. Out of oh, boy. Oh, God, dude. Nah, it was horrid. Like, I, I've, I've
1: like, like I have so much respect for teachers of anything, right? Yeah. But as I kind of like looked at the elementary ed major, I was just kind of like, eh, that's not really where I want to take it. So as I've kind of really fallen in love and become passionate about this discipline of calm and like rhetorical studies... I was like, right, maybe I could do something with that. So the goal is like right now I want to go, go to grad school, get a PhD and teach somewhere, be a prof, do some scholarship. I think that'd be really oh, cool. That would be. Um, but we'll see. I was talking to my advisor and she was like, yeah, when I was coming out of the program, there were like seven jobs for like hundreds of people. So you got to know the right people, do the right things, get the good grades. So it's like, oh God, holy shit. <laughs> um,
0: but no, uh, that's the goal. But I'm just doing what I want right now. I'm just learning shit. That's why I'm here. So where'd the, I, I, this is when I was at UWS, I never touched the philosophy department. Yeah. yeah. What was it about that? They were like, yeah, I'm going to try that. Do you just yeah. like the deep thoughts or, cause That's, I went to philosophy with popcorn for an hour and father Renee broke me.
1: <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Every day I'm like, what is this? <laughs> abstract thought. No, it's, it's something, but I've always, I don't know why, but I've always kind of my, my freshman year of high school, I took a creative writing class. It was super cool. Really small class, just really good vibes. Um, Freshman year, a lot changed. We can get into that later, maybe. But um, I was, everyone's always like, wow, Nate, you're so deep. You're so deep. You have all these deep thoughts. I was like, I, and I'm just thinking. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I felt
0: so weird. It's like you're patronizing me. That's got to be the weirdest compliment it to is. take
1: to. Thank you. I'm so deep. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? No, but I've always just kind of like, ever since that, and, and just being kind of outspoken like about just how I think, like, this is random, but you look at someone like Kanye West. And this all makes sense in the end, but he says things, right? You're like, what the hell? Slavery is yeah. a choice. What the hell? That's bullshit. <laughs> what does that even mean? But then you kind of look into it and you, I read this article in New York times that him, they just sent a reporter out or journalist, excuse me, to just hang out with him when he was in Jackson, Wyoming to just hang out and just be with him. And there's so much more to what there is. So right now, I guess this segments into the media stuff, but kind of in this culture where it's headlines, it's, it's info for like, Ten seconds, 180 characters, a post, something you like, and then you swipe up from, you know, um, there's always more to it. So I was always really open about my thoughts and stuff. And I look at someone like Kanye West and I'm like, there's so much more to what is going on. And I kind of, I just want to know what, what's going on And that. I've kind of, these philosophy classes, I knew I had an interest, but it's kind of this like idea of meta, meta theory, like stuff like that, looking instead of just being in it. And mm-hmm. having removed uh, removed you from it, I think it's really fascinating. So I that was, long story short, I just like looking at the big picture. And that's what I think is cool about philosophy.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it's funny you say that because, like I said, I never had experience really with the philosophy program mm-hmm. before I came here. Yeah. And it feels like every calm guy or gal has that pairing of some sort. Exactly. And it's kind of funny to me because I, I just have the one-lane street. So I kind of want to know what it's like on different paths to yeah, see what no, that's definitely. like. But and I
1: think that's one of the going to a school like this a liberal arts school um liberal arts school i don't know how much i buy that coming from this place if i'm being honest but um going to a school like that you have options i think it's really cool because um, it's not just like oh i'm just in my business class i'm not in my comm class or whatever so you have the options which is a really really unique opportunity um especially um just in college and university so yeah give it
0: a shot while you're here
1: exactly right that's that's the whole point
0: Well, I guess I should just do a quick explanation, too, of what kind of led, because being that I've been doing this for a couple months now, Mm. one of the things that's really kicked my ass is when you're trying to find guests, it's nice to go outside your usual bubble. And, of course, I've met you through some classes that we've taken, Mm. and service learning, which I also worked through that program, which was awesome. You guys are great. Oh, thank you. Good. I'm glad. Um, But this is one of the first, this won't be the first, but, Most of the time I get to work with people that I'm a little bit familiar with. So this is us sitting down for the first time to introduce yourself and to kind of figure it all out. And the reason we kind of called this together is because we both had an intro to a discussion, the fading moment of a class at the very end of our comm class about um, social media, specifically Visco, which lit a fire in your eye that i had to be like you it did you gotta get on a microphone here man because i feel like i'm about to sit in the back oh, seat of uh, a preacher here I don't know but that. i thought we'd just kind of go into it right away and just kind of see what your thoughts are on visco because i've never actually touched it and okay. i was going to do a big bit on it with one of my friends who runs another podcast called the candace podcast vincent we were going to recreate basic white girl, uh, pictures on Visco, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to be so like, too hard. oh, it was going to be, I, I thought it was going to be funny, but then again, I'm like the most unfunny person you'll meet because when you go on Visco, the first thing you don't want is some dude topless from the back, looking out over a porch, That's like he's facts. in Paris, you know, <laughs> like you don't want that. But at the same time, it was like, it'd be funny, but that was my for first the meme ex- for, for the, the meme, meme. You got to do it for the meme. But that would have been my first experience on Visco. Mm. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about probably probably just start from the beginning? You were talking to me about how it's, it was originally like a canvas app for artists. Uh
1: So basically, Visco is it's essentially Instagram with no likes. Like you can't see who's following you. You can't see who likes pictures. You people can like repub stuff, but it's all just content. So there's Mm -hmm. kind of, I think it's a really cool goal, right? It's just a place for people to. Post what they want without the fear of like validation and verification through likes and um, how many followers do you have? Like all this stuff, right? Kind of all the baggage that comes with social media. Who do you follow? How many likes do you get? Who are your friends? Tag me in this post, right? It doesn't really exist on Visco. So the goal of the app is to just create a space where people could zero in on their creativity, specifically photographers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool because you can do it on Instagram, but there's still that social media aspect where it's very much like, it's very much based on like, oh, you want to be with these people, get these likes, have that interaction. And Visco was kind of removing that. It was strictly an art, um, like an app for sharing art, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the intention and honestly, maybe even the execution of it, I think it's well done. But there's a lot of confounding variables that have made it. You know what a spam account is on Instagram or Finsta? I was going to bring that up to you actually. Later. Yeah. So I think Visco has kind of become a massive one of those, which kind of really? sucks because I think it's a really, it's it has potential to be a very powerful app where you can just do your thing, be creative, zero in on what you want as a, a creator, right? Because we all have access to it. We can all be artists. You can make a movie on your phone, like right now. Yeah. We're doing a podcast in a dorm room right now. You know yeah. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. But I think Visco, I, I need to word this right. I think Visco is It's taken It's become An extension of An Instagram spam page Which mm-hmm. I think is really unfortunate Um, So yeah It's That's kind of the intro That's That's uh, I guess that's my two cents To no. get us going you,
0: No That was awesome Cause I I try to think of it And I I went on it Literally just to kind of Look around Like I was gonna set up My own account For the first time I'm gonna I go on like, it right now Oh yeah okay. Pull it up Get a little Get, get some visuals Going on a podcast yeah, keep, keep rolling I'll keep rolling What are you <laughs> talking about interrupting. No, I was gonna say that I was surprised by it having no likes, and I was surprised because it reminded me of what's going on with Instagram right now where Instagram has been experimenting without ha- with going without likes, mm-hmm. which seems like the death of social media to begin with. Yeah, especially when you're talking about influencers and the amount of money that's in it, that this seems like the Wild West, and I don't know really what's gonna yeah. happen to it. Yeah, it's, it's
1: interesting because that's a huge point to bring up, like the economic like value of social media, right? I mean, so much marketing is done through social media accounts. Like some pages, that's all they have. Some companies, that's what they do. That's what they have. Look at these influencers. And it's like, that's what they do. They're advertisers. Yeah. And when you have something like Visco that attempts to remove that and remedy that and make a space where you are not quote unquote competing with that is just average Joe Schmo who just likes to post stuff on Instagram. I think it's cool. It's and like I said, it's a really noble intent. But it's it just doesn't really hold up and in in mm-hmm. our, our this current age of social media. There it kind of this elimination of likes is like oh look I feel like it's supposed to just make people be carefree. They can do it. They can they can express themselves freely because there's that 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 system of you're good enough. You're not good enough isn't there, right? But I think it's created this idea of meta self esteem, right? So instead of oh. They have more likes than me. I have less likes. I'm gonna delete this post. Doesn't have as many likes, whatever, right? It doesn't do that, but it creates this this kind of phenomenon that I've noticed in this that everyone in trying to be different ends up being the same. So on Visco, let's say theoretically, I, I'm I'm on Visco, right? I'm chilling. I'm pulling up. I got my big ass Fila Dino stompers on, like other girls house, You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling in my dorm with my tapestry in the back. Oh, I sound like an asshole
0: right now. Well, you want not know what's even <laughs> funny. My what? fr just got gifted Fila. No She's, way! He's from China. Oh, I love him no. to death that <laughs> he's got these huge shoes. <laughs> and every time I see him walk, this go girl, <laughs> that's all I think of. And he's the sweetest guy. You know, he's, he's an FR. Yeah. But I see him and he's like got three inch platforms like he's Austin oh, Powers. And that's I'm like, awesome. Jesus, dude. Calm
1: down. Yeah, chill. But no, like, like, so let's say that's going on. I'm in my dorm. I'm doing that, right? So... It's not going to be like oh I don't have as many likes, but it's going to be your browsing Visco, You see the norm, you see the dino stompers, you see the crop tops, you see the fee- like 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 the uh, the champion joggers, the crop tops, like I said, all that stuff. And that's going to influence what you post. So then you see it, you post it, and then you go out and you see you see it with everything else. And if it matches up with everything else, it's good, mm-hmm. right? So it creates a sense of you're not getting monitored by likes, but you're monitoring yourself. So it's not like I just feel good about like what I'm posting. It's like, I think I feel good about what I'm posting. Post it. Oh, I feel good about it because it matches up. Right. And I think that's really dangerous in terms of a whole society. So I think Visco has just created this phenomenon. I guess I'll coin the term of like meta self-esteem. It's not so immediate. Like, oh, look how many likes I got. Look Mm -hmm. how many people followed me. But it's this internal unspoken thing of this unconscious comparison, you see it, you post it, your thing matches up with it. It is good. And I think in terms of that kind of ideal, like that idea um, in context of the United States where individualism is everything, we're just fooling ourselves. We're not individuals. We are, but we're not acting like it. You can't all be at the one, right? So I'm, I'm getting way off, but dude, there's no such thing as off topic on this show, but yeah, it's, It's just in my class right now. We're talking about. I just did a whole paper on the uh, the American mythology of individualism, um, and like how that relates. And uh, I use the Joker as the example, but I think that movie. I love that movie. Incredible movie. Incredible yeah. film. That Great movie. movie cinema.
0: Easily top three
1: for me. Absolutely. Walking Phoenix. I think he's better than Heath Ledger. I'm going to get shit for that. Oh, you're getting, I, think I thought
0: you were just talking about the character. I oh, thought everything, you were talking like, oh, everything.
1: everything. Dude, the whole movie was incredible. Oh. Joker, I, think it was, I thought it was better than Heath Ledger's. It's just, yeah. I digress. <laughs> but like, so I did this thing on the Joker and the idea of like American individualism. And I guess we can get into mythology more after this, but that's the idea that we can all be the individual. And it's kind of like, like I said earlier, when we're all trying to be different, we end up being the same. And I think something like Visco, something yeah. like social media, it it does a lot of that because we all want to be different. So we end up all wearing the same clothes, all being counterculture. But when we're all counterculture, we're just the culture. So, like I look at, like Joker, right? To kind of tie this point in, we're all kind. It's all. It's kind of calling us to be the Joker, but we all can't. We can't all be the Joker. It's not possible. There's only one. So we're kind of sold this live individualism when we're really just in the state of species being, we're all being together. And I'm not saying individualism is bad or species being is better, but I think let's not fool ourselves into thinking we are doing individualism well, because I don't think we are. I think social media really fucks it up Mm -hmm. because you are like, I'm going to be an individual, but I'm going to express myself based on how I think it's going to work. Right no, just be yourself. The way to be an individual is to be yourself. And I don't think we do a lot of that. So I think this mythology that's being reinforced through social media of everyone's an individual, but everyone's acting the same. It's just, it's just a conflict of interest. So I think the biggest thing of social media is just kind of the elimination of just the self, Mm. right? Because you're just another number. You're just another profile. You're something someone likes for two seconds and moves on. You just kind of succumb to the norms. I do that. I think a lot of people do that. I've, we all do it to some extent. Um, I think that's dangerous because we're not here to be the same. We're here to be ourselves. We're here to be individuals in it together. You know, mm-hmm. you know, do you know Sisyphus that story? It's no, like, so this is like me. literally mythology, but basically Sisyphus is like condemned. He, he was an asshole to the gods. So they're like, I don't like this guy. So he's doomed to push a rock up a hill. Hasn't like a huge boulder up the hill the, his entire life. And, that's he can never get to that. it always rolls down at the end, and I forget who it was, but there's a philosopher, I think it was Michel Foucault. I don't know, I'm not sure, but basically he says he argues that sis fish should just smile when he does it that's he's just laugh because that's his lot in life. that's what he's meant to do. he's going to roll that up up for the rest of his life, so oh, I lost my train of thought, but this
0: idea of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it more like, excuse me, is it more like now that you have purpose, you're an individual, that you have an individual purpose rather than following with a trend? I think so. I just think social media
1: like this gets into like human nature and our purpose here. And like the Sisyphus story, I tie this in because he's like, we should laugh while we do it. We're pushing up that rock. We should not. That's what we do. Might as well enjoy it while we do it. Right. Yeah. So I look at this idea of individualism and this other idea of species being. And I think we got it wrong. I think it's in the middle. And I think we fool ourselves to think we're all individuals because we are a community. We're just social creatures. So we're all Sisyphus pushing the rock up, right? We shouldn't aim to be like those other people. We should just push our rock up because we're all doing it together. Like we're all, we're all spread out. We're all pushing up the same hill at the same time. So let's just do it our own way. You know what I'm saying? So I really went off here and I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm thinking about this, and like, I'm like, do I like what I said? I don't really know <laughs> because it's very, it gets really difficult when you're dealing with these questions because it's in the middle. We're not one thing. We're not the other thing. We're in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, and there's yeah. such a
0: variance between what people need. Cause I also think of like the idea of social batteries, like you need mm-hmm. to be on your own before yeah. you go back into the group. And then sometimes you need to be in the group longer before you go back on your own. Exactly. And that counterbalance between you as a person. And I think the only thing that maybe I got lost on there is the idea of, you know, is it our burden to push the rock up with the community as a whole, or are we all oh, rolling okay. it up yeah, and we're yeah. just in a group mindset that we're all doing the same thing? We're all trying to find a lot. You. Like, it sounds like the image is 50 people pushing a rock up yeah. versus one person. Okay, I get
1: this. I get you. So let's unpack it, right? Yeah. So I think individualism, the way I see it, it would be 50 people, right? Right all have their own hills. They're our own separate boulders. They're pushing up together. Okay. Complete species being would be us all pushing the same boulder up together. Okay. But I don't think it is. I think we like to think that we're all on our own pushing our own boulder up, but we're not. We have these subgroups. They're all... So we're not pushing 100 boulders. We're not pushing one. We're pushing like 50. We're pushing like 25 or something because we're in the middle somewhere. We're not all being one way. We're not all being the other way um, while doing it. And... Maybe one guy, maybe he's, he's super jacked. You know, he's like, he's like a, he's like a, a shot put throw on track. He's like, he can push his, this is individualism. He can push his boulder through raw strength, right? He can just do it. But like a guy like me, I'm lanky as hell, right? Maybe I'll use some extra leverage, right? Cause I'm tall and I can, I can finesse a little more. But then this guy over here was like, you know, maybe I should wear some cleats or some spikes or something. So I can actually grip the ground. Right. So we're all going to do it our own different way. And the idea of, I think this, this, there's a union in this right between species being individualism where we will all push we will push up multiple rocks but not each our own but we'll all help in different ways mm. so i won't i won't push the rock with brute strength i'll do something else i won't just go at it like on my own maybe i'll use a machine maybe i'll do something else so i think there's a, these two ideas are kind of wed in this and how i'm this is interesting. I've never had this thought before, but in how we're viewing this, it's kind of the allegory of Sisyphus. I think we're all pushing up. We're pushing up 25 boulders. There's groups doing it, but we're all going to the same goal. Okay. So I don't know if that makes sense. I really went off there, but... um, Dude,
0: yeah. like I said, makes no sense. Sense. such thing
1: is off topic, and I'm...
0: Sponging. Yeah, I'm Sponging. just taking it all in the best I can. I hope it makes sense. So if you get lost, just let me know. We'll try oh, to unpack it. No, no, you're good. I got that one. And besides, it's recorded. Perfect. Boom. I, I got that. it. But what are your thoughts now? I'm gonna now that we go from kinda of that sad idea of like individual individuality, sorry, mm. and kind of everyone's you know, battling to kinda of push to the certain place. Let's go to a, let's go to something a little more humorous. I agree. one of the sad outcomes, rather, the sad tragic lens of mm. a Fisco girl. Mm. What are your thoughts right now on this? Because it's booming now. But like it's been visco around. Girl? Yeah, it's okay. been around for a while. Like, I yeah. remember visco Girls, the term being around. But lately, with the Hydro Flask <sighs> and the bands. <laughs> I, I wish I live stream this one because your face makes yeah, me laugh. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Let's just take a quick turn. I want to pick your thoughts. I'm triggered.
1: <laughs> I'm triggered by visco Girls. Bro. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. But like I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it goes back to the idea. It's like, bro, you guys are all badass, cool people. You don't you don't need to buy the hydroflies. You don't need to wear the dinosaur. You don't need to have the tapestry in room, right? Because you're good. You're cool. Yeah. Like, be yourself. And I mean, this isn't this isn't like the hate on visco girls. It isn't to be like, oh, you're not doing it right. But like, dog, you're cool. You're doing it right. Don't look to these norms to base off yourself because you're a fucking gangster like yeah visco girls i just like get so mad because i'm like dude you don't need the hydro flask you don't need the, the corny quote <laughs> about god on your visco you don't need to repub this picture of a girl in a crop top or some fucking christmas tree like dude i get it but don't like i sound like an old man i'm like yeah, social media social media
0: no, yeah, but yeah. you're losing the glimmer of your personality and exactly. I think I think there's a lot of danger. I've talked about this before on podcasts of I, I kind of now I call it like social hawking where you're mm-hmm. all coming in on one image and we all try to share that image yeah. together and I think you disappear and we're going back to the conversation we had before a bit there but I mean it all ties together though. Yeah, it does. And I think it's it's a really interesting phenomenon to kind of watch right now, especially being I know I'm a couple years older than you. Mm but I'm kind of past that time now where I have to worry about what my classmates dress like, act like what apps they're on. I have no sense for that anymore. Like hmm. I, maybe I've just aged out of it because my maturity's on a different scale or something like that. But when I look back at this, I, I can't help but think where's the individuality. Where's the, where's the lack yeah. of trends? Where can we kind of find that new creativeness? And that's what I, you know, I work with people who do art all the time. You know, I'm doing, you know, stories. I'm working with people that are writing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing podcasts, painters, sketch artists, you name it. Yep. And they always tell me the same thing. There's a huge lack of creativity right now because we all have the same access to a lot of information. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an interesting thought to have that you can kind of jump off and go deeper with. It's a flat face statement. Yeah. But I always kind of have that in the back of my mind that because there's so much out there that we have access to, we kind of forget to really dive into it. We just assume we have it. We have this very materialistic mind where we're just like, there it is. I've Mm -hmm. got it. I've conquered it. So I'm going to go somewhere else. And we end up wasting our time rather than sifting through the things that we already have. Yeah. And you lose a lot of glimmer to your personality in there, you know, and following those trends. But yeah. And like, I think that's perfect because I'm, I'm still hung up on how I talked
1: about individuality and species being. I just came at that out of nowhere. But I think as we go, I think I think it, it lends itself to be a meaningful thing because that's the idea of like we all, you kind of saturate yourself. You become what everyone else is. You mm-hmm. wear the clothes. You post the, you, you adopt the mannerisms. You laugh at the same things, right? It doles you because you're not being yourself. You're being something manufactured through this idea of, social media and this this image is projected on you so yeah i, I like what we do with that but um yeah art lack of creativity where we're going with it i think it's interesting because now it's like we all i talked about this like in the beginning
0: yeah and before you jump into that like when i say lack of creativity like it's not that people aren't creative it's that individual creativity is kind of pushed on yeah, certain people like there's you look at a group, and you used to go, "Oh, that's an artist." <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a sore throat. But you could see in certain groups, or you can see at our school, there's a select group of students that would even consider participating in an art class, and the rest who would never do it mm-hmm. because they have no ambition to be creative and just get dulled down.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that is kind of a fallout of this these not num- these dumbed down personalities that you just get through being on social media. You just kind of become that and there's no need for creativity because someone else is doing it for you they're creating the image or they're they're making the norm right but i think it is interesting because right now like i said i talked about this earlier but we all have phones we can all make movies we can all take photos we everything is accessible but that doesn't mean it that doesn't mean there's an increase in art though that's the thing just because it's there just because there's more of it doesn't mean it's good right so you look at then this gets into the question of what what makes art like why Why is the Mona Lisa so like heralded? I can just look at it on my phone, right? But being with that piece is a whole different experience. I've never seen it. But then, like, one of my profs talks about this really eloquently. But like, just because I can go on my phone, it kind of diminishes it. Like you, you look at listening to the same song on Spotify versus on vinyl. On Spotify, you just plug your headphones in, like you listen to it. It's great, whatever. When you put it on vinyl, there's a lot more that goes into it. You have to. You have to buy the like, the play. You have to find the record, right? You have to put it on. You have to like, you have to drop the needle. Then you have to wait for the song to come on. You have to get through like three three ones before it or whatever, and then you're like, I'm gonna listen to it. So it's not mm-hmm. just all oh, plugging it in. It's over. It's easy to get to. I take it for granted. It's very intentional, mm-hmm. and that's why the experience is so much more like. It's just more because it took more to get there. So looking at a picture of the Mona Lisa on my phone, it's, it's I don't care. But if I go to the Louvre right now. You bet your ass I'm care because I just went to the fucking Louvre.
0: Well, yeah, it's satisfaction. It's satisfaction yeah. with the
1: journey. Exactly. And I think that's a very important part of what we kind of call art. I think it's very important because art inherently it's, it's difficult. Creating is hard, right? If you're really creating, it's really hard. Um, so I think it's, the journey is very important. If it just shows up on your phone, you get numb to it. Like, I think it's... I always think about this. So I went back 50 years ago with my iPhone, right? Holy crap. Incredible. People would think I'm like a wizard. But now it's just here, so we get numb to it. And I think it's the same with art. I think there's a big threat of uh, saturation and overexposure. And we just start to take it for granted. Because you see all these groundbreaking people on Instagram doing just really out-of-the-box creative things. Yeah. But you're just like, okay. It's just another Instagram post. So I think there's, there's a big threat of just taking it for granted. Which sucks because there's so much out there that we just miss because you just explore page, like, move on.
0: It's like, it's unfortunate, but it's kind of the reality. Yeah. No, it is it is unfortunate. Now that I, think it, I, I never thought of, like, Instagram, too, because I follow a lot of outdoor stuff and how much, mm-hmm. like, it's edited in Photoshop, too. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell is real beauty versus fake beauty and whether yeah. I can admire them the same. I end up admiring them the same because I think it, make, it takes talent to work Photoshop because... I've tried oh, to make a yeah. thumbnail, and oh I God. failed so bad. Like It's hard. But yeah, it is interesting, too, to go on Instagram and Visco or whatever site you might be on and wonder, am I actually seeing the real thing? Yeah. And I think there's also that satisfaction basis itself off of seeing it in the flesh and being yeah. able to know, like, look at this. It's actually come to being in the world, but I'm sitting behind a screen right now, and because of that draw distance between us, I kind of lose the sense of when sanction. you're just bombarded with it, you just, you're just like, it's, it's like
1: whatever. And I think that's unfortunate because like I said, there's so much out there. There's so many people doing so many great things and it's just like something you like and move on from like two seconds later. Yeah. And it's, it sucks because people are doing work for that. That Instagram post that I th- saw on the explore page, it was cool. Some guy busted it. ass to like, go out, take the photo, Photoshop it, do that. And the only platform he has is something where, he might never get the traction he deserves. Is that part of art, or is that a flaw on the behalf of social media and how it's how we, how we, how it works? Like I don't know, and I think that's something that's really important to talk about when we talk about art, literature. Um, I mean, video, filmmaking, photography. I think it's important to recognize that there's a lot more out there than we see. Like in in terms of creators, you see your top like like on YouTube, right? There's like your few guys who are there. Mm-hmm. There's so many content creators on YouTube who are probably better, but will never get like the con, like the, the, the coverage and the platform that they deserve. And how do you fix that? I don't know. You can't yeah. have a bunch of Casey Neistat's. stats. It's not possible.
0: Yeah, no, that's, it's an interesting point with, it, it kind of reminds me of a, a topic I brought up on Twitter mm-hmm. and the idea of like, we're losing the track of people through opinions because opinions are so numerous I remember when I was a little kid and you had to stand up in front of your class I remember like the day it was in first grade I had to stand up in front of my class and give an opinion on a book and I was terrified Mm -hmm. to speak about my opinion because it differed from everyone else but at the same time when I got off from in front of my classmates it was like oh Okay, Yeah. and my, my classmates actually appreciated that. I was willing to stand up there. It was considered very brave to share your opinion. It was considered very scary. It was considered a very big deal. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, I'm trying to loop this back a little bit. but We're just freestyling also, right now. Yeah, bro, right right now but, I love it. Yeah, it's kind of a hangout podcast, which is awesome. But what my big ultimate point was with that is that because there's so many opinions, because there's so many viewpoints, because there's so much saturation on the market right mm-hmm. now, that we kind of lose the context of a human being, that we look at you Mm -hmm. and you're just like, you're just another person putting stuff out there, pumping shit out of the factory every day, and we just are like, kind of throwing our hands up. We really don't know what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot from what we've talked about in art that we can also say about in social media. Twitter is my number one platform that I always look Mm -hmm. at like that, where there's so much out there, and there's so much content that people want to be seen and heard, that you lose the talented amongst them, and that no one really cares about them, which is so unfortunate. And it's not to say that people don't matter. People do matter. But you also have to understand that we should be looking inward and trying to better our community from within. Mm -hmm. Pull everybody up together rather than this crab bucket, where if you've ever been to Red Lobster, (laughs) crab buckets are my favorite thing to sit next to because you watch the crabs try to get out of the tank Mm -hmm. by pulling on the one above it and then... (laughs) Climbing up, only to be pulled down by the next one, and they never actually get anywhere. And that's kind of what I look at social media ads right now is this big crab bucket that no one's getting out of. Whereas before, a lot of the best artists kind of came out of communities pulling them up. I think of that movie, Big Eyes. I can't remember the artist's name, uh, unfortunately. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Great movie with Amy Adams and um, oh, shoot, he was in Django Unchained. Jamie Foxx? No, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Um, No, he's Austrian. Christoph Waltz is Uh, in it. But that's more of a story on suffering, but the community actually kind of pulled her back into painting, and she got big again. Oh, uh... Who's it? Actually, this reminds me of another question I have for you. Walter
1: Keane? Margaret Keane? I don't know. Oh, I'll
0: find it. Keep going, though. Yeah, Uh, the movie's called, like, Big Eyes or something. It's starring Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz. But, um... I kind of want to...
1: Yeah, Margaret Keene. Margaret, Margaret Keane. Keen. She's the artist. Yeah.
0: where She was living in Hawaii, and people were like, you got to see this chick's uh-huh. art after she basically ran away from an abusive husband. Yep. And it was the community pulling in together. Of course, she's talented. She worked on it, but the community pulled her back up, mm-hmm. and I think that's what would be awesome to see. Again, I'm just looking up in the sky with starry eyes and praying, Yeah. but I don't know. It's, it's interesting to go on Twitter and Instagram and to see all these different influencers that's a big word too to toss around is influencers. Yeah, influencer.
1: <laughs> I think influencer can very quickly go bad. Um, you play video games at all? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you know Borderlands three? Love it. Yeah, like the Calypso twins. It's just it's it's a it's a it's messing around with influencers, right? <laughs> but
0: I, I love th- that this is where it's gone. This is. Perfect.
1: I love it. We're going We're going from like super deep Greek mythology and like species being to like Borderlands 3. let Let's. This is great. I love it. Oh my I can God. really
0: flex my liberal arts oh, education. You, you've, you're <laughs> phenomenal. You want to come back? Oh, please. Come on. Nate Dogg part two. Right here. The
1: cross country guys call me
0: Nate Dogg. Um, that I have to have a cross meet because I came from uh, Superior. All the roommates of my neighbors are cross guys. So oh, I kind of yeah. want to I kind of want to gauge what's going on here.
1: Dude, you got to pull up. Track conference like, champs have, coming at you. This
0: season, come uh, on. Uh. I should, yeah, I should. But continue. Sorry, yeah, Borderlands yeah. Three, Calypso Twins.
1: Yeah, so the Clips of Twins, and obviously their their influence has gone bad. That's the whole joke. But I think I think there's a lot there that's really important. Um, and they look at like this is I think a really good example of losing the person. Like they're just like when you have a million followers, you're influencer. Like the Calypso Twins, they just have people just join the COV and then they just they just go to Tyreen and they just like literally shoot themselves in the face for the God queen. You know, yeah. they're like, yes, anything for you queen. And they think she's going to do something. They think by killing the, the vault thief and all that will get them some regard. They're iridium tier followers. They deserve something, but they're, they're just pawns for her. And yeah. I think influencers, it's very easy to just use others for your own success. Cause at the end of the day, why are they successful? Cause people follow them. Yeah. Right. And sure, like th- this gets weird, but any great, of course, people are successful because people follow them, they support them. But on social media, I think it's really dangerous because they're not really doing anything but using you. All yeah. they're doing is producing stuff for you to kind of get spoon fed and people just eat it up. So I think influencers, is there good intent? Is there a lot of power in that? Yes, but I think it goes bad really quick. Like you look at someone like James Charles, right? And I don't think that, I think that does way more harm than good. I don't mm-hmm. think that's empowering. I think that's very disempowering to the people he represents, specifically, like, the LGBTQ community. Because, like, that's, no, that's, he is the stereotype. Why yeah. would you want that to be? Im- There's so many more examples of people who should embody that community. Why is he the one? And yeah. then you look at kind of these influencers. you kind of represent our generation to the world. That's what people think. Because influencers, a lot of them, they're just, they're self, like, they're, they're self-entitled asshats, you know? So I think uh, there's it's just it's dangerous, and I look at the Calipso Twins, Obviously, is an extreme example, but I think influencers is it's um it's a
0: phenomenon that I don't know if I like that much. Well, can so, I can I introduce you to something up? that I have been really please, like please. addicted to? So I was going down because I I like to study social media com major obviously. Yeah. I like to look at this type of stuff. It fascinates mm-hmm. me, and this has been going on for a little while. It hasn't picked oh. up the same traction that most. Influencers have, but have you ever seen Little Michaela? Oh, yes, yeah. I, for the listeners who want to know what we're talking about, it's on Instagram, it's called Little Michaela. It's spelled L I L M I Q U E L A. And Little Michaela, in short, is a computer generated girl, yeah, that's 19 forever, yeah, she's 19 and now she's on spotify you can find her under michaela i didn't know she had music awesome. i found that out today before you came because i was like looking it up i was like i gotta bring this no up way. at some point but she's got like over a million followers that's and people are posting like in the comments like are you a real girl like blah blah blah. <laughs> that's
1: wild There was this guy's so i figured his name it was like phoenix or something he's an f1 driver who isn't real
0: same thing and yeah. i was like this is weird well, i don't I, caught on it the thing is like to me like It's brilliant because she's 19 forever. You don't have to, you know, you don't age out. Mm -hmm. And it can be ran by a bunch of nerds at a bunch of desks like us. It's like We could run that. It's genius, actually.
1: (laughs) Because it never goes out of style. No. And you can literally just
0: like 3D print the clothes you want onto her. You don't have to buy any of them. Fascinating. And then all the locations, you could take a picture in a location and digitally put her there. Or you could digitally create the image and put her there oh i did not know that she, yeah i didn't know she
1: was that big i knew these were things but i, I i'm just now realizing like how the scale of that because well, we do. age out yeah. she never will like you said yeah. well and the, you want to know the craziest what's part? up you know how i Hit found me. out
0: about her huh fucking ikea
1: does mm. <laughs> ikea have a sponsor deal with her or some shit no oh my I god i found out I, I, almost got I, triggered oh just
0: <laughs> 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 she's sponsored by like samsung and all these different phone groups and <sighs> Stuff like that. You you got to go through the page just for like, for get donate like 15 minutes of your time and just go to the single photo view of her profile and just scroll down Incredible. and see what happens. She's with like Millie Bobby Brown. Like she's with these big stars what? pretending to be like in a brace with them. It's weird, dude. That's weird. That's think, really weird. I think there's a picture of her. Maybe I can't remember if that's Millie's page or if that was Drake. But oh, Millie went, and Drake. Uh oh. Yeah. No, she <laughs> took a picture with Millie for sure, and I think I saw one with Drake. And it's weird because you're like, they're posing like that. They're posing to pretend like somebody's got their arm. That's up, so weird. And then they just like cut her in there. <laughs> what? the? It's like dystopian.
1: Low <laughs> it's key. So weird. <laughs> it's so. weird. Oh, that is <laughs> weird. It's, it's a genius though. It is. Wow. And I, I don't found know I out. About that.
0: <laughs> I found out about it through IKEA because my buddy was talking to me about IKEA. All the furniture you see in the magazines, about uh-huh. 70% of it to 80% of it isn't real. No way. It's all rendered? It's, it's all, all 3D animated onto the page so they can get that couch to fit that room exactly the way they want it. Wow. I did not know that. And it's the same technology Whoa. they use for Michaela. That's it's crazy. That they completely fit her to look a certain height depending on Holy who she's crap. with. So that you get that elongated body, you know, that tight waist, thin neck, you know, the shoulder blades, you can see Uh the shoulder blades just right. It's all the same that they just kind of take a little slider and figure out what's the perfect size for her at this angle the same way they do for your favorite couch from ikea
1: that's really weird isn't that crazy dude? it's like
0: oh what uh that's weird
1: <laughs> and it's manufactured people buy it people are like oh, oh yeah. is she are you real that means they probably think she's real dude you want Whoa. to know what's
0: crazy? you see this table that this yes thing's attached? this is from ikea no way and i got it online bro little michaela is in this room
1: through the ikea like storage <laughs> thing This is crazy. She's got ears. Welcome Lil Michaela to the
0: show. Oh I she'd probably be the most famous person I have on here by anything, and I don't even know if I'd get like a Stephen Hawking voice or something. (laughs) I I am Lil Michaela. Hello. (laughs) But the freaky thing to me is her music, dude. It's like an actual Good I don't know. Like it's I I don't listen. It's like it sounds like Selena Gomez mixed Uh. with something like it's just that really popular tone of voice right now yeah, and it's yeah. it's computer generated so it's kind of like what they did with Kesha what? years ago remember when oh, they yeah. auto-tuned most yeah. of her songs mm. and it turns out she's a fantastic singer we just didn't know till like 7 years later till yeah. she was doing theater performances live mm. but they i think they did the same thing i think they took somebody's voice baselined it and then they made it fit the way they wanted to and the craziest thing i found out today is they filmed a music video with her. No way. Really? And she's digitally animated into the mu- music Whoa. video. And they made a trailer for her page. So it's a behind the scenes. Like she's sitting oh in like gosh. that casting chair. And yeah. they're like, she's on her phone. And then she's dancing. She plays spin the bottle. Like with a group of people. Like this is what serious animation. Technique. Wow. That's and, not messing around. No. But oh, then again, man. it's like. This is it like she's only got a million followers I think they've got four or five other people like influencers I say in quotations yeah. these uh, digital influencers ran by the same company so they're all run by a company I think they are oh, I that's think they're all ran out by like it's kind of like a media group
1: if they are that would be that would be fascinating to look into because it's kind of like manufacturing fame. And like you look at viral videos now, it's kind of lost its charm because it's all manufactured. It is. You just yeah. call someone out in a rap video, and oh, it's viral. You know, yeah. it's
0: like it's very it's very manufactured. So no, and it's, it's interesting. It have you also seen like a lot of the most viral stuff isn't usually like? Oh, I'm trying to think of a viral video from years ago. I always find it's like fights or it's something Kimbo Slice nameable. was a big one. Remember him? Yeah, kind of. He was huge. I remember that. I, I Right now I think of like the Karen woman that's like leaning through the car window. Yeah. That one's always big. It's usually something negative. I mean, it's not always. Like Burt Kreischer's hip hop dance was uh-huh. viral. That made me laugh. But it is interesting to see what's going to happen. I, I wonder what the next platform is yep and that's was, always a question yeah i was I was talking to my brother about this who's he's also into video games and we were talking about v r uh-huh because yeah. we're going yeah. to like the m o a's got this big v r room I was like, dude, we should totally go and blah 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 yeah and my mom got bless her she got two tickets and nice. we're gonna try it out oh, she's that's so amazing cool. but I was like, can you imagine if social media's next like platform was v r if it was an online chat room like well, I don't one. know which ones. Oh. I think it's Valve has one. Currently, they have a VR chat room where you could yep. pick a character and then you talk to yeah, each other. There's a bunch of memes that come out, like oh Shaggy my, and stuff. It's so, it's so stupid. I love it. I'm going to Kermit suicide. Yeah. <laughs> I love oh, that yeah. one. But I wonder if that's where it's going next. Because when you look up anything, like what's the future of social media, it's always like it's always mobile. It's the next technology. Where is it going next? And I think... Like, VR, I think, is going to become a bigger part of our everyday life mm-hmm. because it's so tantalizing to be like, I can have the world exactly the way I want it. Yeah. It, I know that's a little bit of an overstep. I know it's true, though. But I'm overstepping on purpose to kind of get people in the mind frame that when I go in a VR set, it's, it looks kind of cruddy right now, but that technology is only going to leap faster and faster. 100%. The, the, it's crazy. Um,
1: I watch some guys on YouTube. I don't know if you know Cord or Digital, but they have a uh, their their channel is called Node.
0: That's oh, like N O D. See it, yeah, I do know Node. Yeah, yep.
1: so they do a lot of VR stuff, and they did it back when like Oculus Rift was like new, like new, new, like 2015, yeah. 2014, super like prototype stuff. And you, I, I, watch these videos, and like you look at 2014, eighth grade, like Nate, right? I'm just doing whatever, <laughs> watching watching Node on like a cool Saturday night, right? And it's like wow, this is cool, but it looks like N64 graphics. Then you watch it three years later, and you're like wow, this looks like this game I'm playing on my Xbox. And it's like yeah. it was just like that. It went up, so it's going fast. And I think where's it going to be next? I think I think you're spot on. I think the next social media thing is going to be something face to face. And we've always kind of skirted around like face to face, like kind of like immersive experiences, stuff like Second Life sims it's all kind of like this other living but then you get yeah. you get chat rooms and you have stuff like Omega and like group like conferencing and we're all kind of beating around the bush of something like social vr people like facetime too
0: like i'm people surprised how it. much they like people FaceTime. just
1: facetime walking to
0: class and on the link and stuff well, that's pre- our bus if you don't go here yeah i prefer it now like over calling like i, I would rather you facetime me than call me because i want to see we talked about this in class the other day. Yep. I can't remember her name, but she was talking about I would rather have somebody Facetime me than call me because I want to see your eyes. Yeah, I was probably Aaron. <laughs> I loved it. I
1: thought it was so funny. But it's like true because I, I think I think that's so much more authentic than calling in a sense. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you just want to text me. It's so removed. But now we have this thing Facetime that is so accessible. You just Facetime someone instead of calling them, and it's it's face to face. It's like you're there. Yeah. I mean, and I think that gets even more. I think I think that just keeps going more in that direction. It becomes like a VR chat room where you can just hang out and everyone has avatars and stuff. So who's to say that we can't exist like, within our bodies within a digital
0: space? I yeah. think it's very possible. What do you think about when people say stuff like we don't want interaction? We, we grow more on interactions online, but we're not really coming together. Like you and me right now, we're sitting across from each okay. other. We're having a conversation. Yeah. But then there's stuff like FaceTime and there's stuff like VR, I put in the middle ground right now because you could physically see yeah. the person somewhat moving and you could hear them and everything. It's like they're there with you. Mm-hmm. But what do you, what are your thoughts right now on that idea of not seeing the face when they're interacting versus what seems to be growing in popularity, which is FaceTime? I think I think something like FaceTime is important because I think we talked about this
1: earlier in the in the in the discussion About it's easy to remove the fact that that's a person. You look at Call of Duty lobbies, people are ruthless because it's just a little, it's a little like gamer tag. It's a little like slot on a leaderboard that you're literally shooting in game. Right. And like Instagram, it's just another account. It's not, even though there's face to that, it's still just like whatever. I'm behind the screen. I can say whatever. You have that defense. So I think a dynamic like face to face interaction, I think that's very, very, very intimate and like. I think that really remedies a lot of that The things that go on online Of alternate personalities And like Call of Duty The Call of Duty lobby phenomenon Of just being the worst people in the fucking world you know, I think it remedies that Because if I'm talking to you If I'm playing COD right now And you're right there Like How could yeah. someone talk shit Because you're right there You know yeah. So I think it, it That is true If you
0: see the face You're less likely to do something about it Because it reminds you it's a person I mean yeah. that's big It's easy to be like Oh it's just a gamer tag Right but yeah. you're a person. But I see you. Do you so. think that would be the same even if people chose like an avatar? Like what if I, I don't appeared as Spongebob it would, to you?
1: I think it would. I, I don't think it would. I think it would. What am I trying to say? It wouldn't <laughs> do anything. Time. Because it's the same person. It's still, it's still just an avatar. But yeah. once you put your face there. Okay. That's why I think FaceTime is so big. Because yeah. it is a person. It's mm-hmm. not just someone I'm talking to on the phone. Like let's say this. So let's say someone. Let's say calling ceases to exist. Okay. You know sometimes when people like call you like they're like a telemarketer You kind of people like mess with them, shit talk them. Yeah, my brother
0: them. had one from India that he kept calling back and he harassed him back.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Case in point. But like would that happen if we had, if it was only FaceTime and it was only face to face? I don't think it would. No, That's probably what I'm saying. Like. I don't think it would because as humans like technology is so weird and beyond our primitive being. But like face to face? Like if 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 calling doesn't exist and I get some some telemarketer facetimes me, I'm gonna be like, i not gonna dick around with or mess with. Them. I'm be like, yeah, I'm not interested. You know, hang up. So I think I think this face to face of actually being you, I think there's a lot of value in that. How do yeah. we like make that happen on a mass scale? I don't really know, but I think it's <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting point um, to kind of talk about and keep in consideration as we kind of move forward.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Man. It is interesting. Let me let me throw this one out here. What's up? Just because I got, I always got questions, man. You know, that's me. what I like. That's what I'm, That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I know, right? Do you think Twitter's salvageable?
1: What do you mean salvageable? Dude. Is I'm not on Twitter, so is yeah. it that bad?
0: Oh, oh I thought you would be on, twi- I, I on Twitter. I I am on Twitter. I have been on and off Twitter. Guess how many times I've created a Twitter and deleted. Seven's
1: it. the magic number.
0: Oh, cut it in half and minus one. No, I'm kidding. I was you like can't two and a half. it's around three, three. Nice, okay. I've had three different accounts: two personal, and then I got one for the podcast. Okay. Which I haven't really used. I just use it to reach out to people. Which surprisingly, like, people have been very generous about reaching out. Thank you, hey, guys. Yes. Continue with that. I love hearing from you. Heck yeah. But, I I've always been surprised by, Twitter mobs. Twitter mobs is like the entry level that I think everyone kind of knows about is when one post comes up that you don't like, everyone gangs up and basically bullies that person into silence. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah. I think it is. But at the same time, Twitter, I've also seen it do some really cool things. The most recent one, I know this is a little obscure, but the most recent one I've had was I've been reading in... I tell you, I do do weird stuff. So I... (laughs) I've been studying the Westboro Baptist Church. That's fascinating.
1: Don't just, apologize. That's super cool. Just wait till you hear what I, okay, I let's, do let's after this.
0: I should tell you after this. but um, One of the granddaughters of the leader, his name was Fred Phelps. Uh-huh. Her name is, oh shoot, what's her first name? Her last name is Roper Phelps. Okay. Oh. She wrote a book. Oh my gosh, I just listened to her. Shoot. Anyway, she was 27 when she left. I think her name's Natalie. Something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have to Not fact to check about myself later. About it. Uh, but I'm going to get her book. I'm really excited. It just came out. But she left when she was 27. Mm-hmm. And because the way she left was through Twitter. Because Twitter is their active way of like coming back at people. It's Their belief is we have to go into the community to fix the community versus other religions. It's we isolate ourselves from the community so okay. that we can have a more perfect community. Yeah. Right. So you kind of get what I'm getting at. Yeah, I see. You. So she used to go after Jews a lot. Okay, they don't like Jews. They don't like any. They don't really like anyone. They don't like anyone. They they're <laughs> the only. They believe they're the only church that teaches the true word. I I I'm I just roll sure. my eyes. You can't tell because are not live streaming. uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> one day, man, there will be a camera right there. That's why this setup is the way it is. <laughs> we we get into cults and immediately the faces are flying man but um what was i saying she basically worked her way out of the cult to speed the story up because she had interactions on twitter and i know that's, that's a very right. extreme circumstance but i also think twitter can be a great place to change minds because you can have slow embracement of little ideas over a long period of time mm. But at the same time, short, vicious cuts can kill somebody very quickly. Yeah. So I wonder what that can do. And then this also comes back to my thoughts on, or I shouldn't say my thoughts, my opinions on the idea of with such a wide marketplace of ideas that voices get lost and human beings kind of get pushed off to the side and we forget that that's a person. Yeah. I think Twitter is definitely
1: salvageable. I'm not on it, but I think there is something. I think Twitter is valuable. Because um, I talked about all oh, like a hundred, we only have 180 characters to do it. I think they extended it or whatever. But you, the 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 I, the sentiment holds up. But I don't think that makes Twitter a bad place. I think it's a place where there can be a middle ground. Yeah. Because there's you can actually have discussion. Something like, I think Facebook is lost. Facebook has gone to the dogs. I
0: was gonna ask you that next.
1: Facebook is toast because it's just kind of a cesspool of your political beliefs. If you believe this, you see it. If you believe that, you see it. There's no middle. Did so just
0: see what it did in Thailand a couple years ago. No, What happened? It basically was a huge, um, I call it a drug sniffing dog. It was able to find people that disagreed with government policies or elections and ah. actually led to the murder of quite a few people. I believe it was Thailand. This is when you get me on rants that I forget what I was actually reading. No, that's okay. But continue. I know. I was yeah, like, continue.
1: No, I think, like, Facebook, I think,
0: is... Myanmar.
1: Facebook is lost. I think Facebook is... It's just fallen to the wayside because it is... There can be no middle. Facebook is just two sides yelling at each other. And, like, it's unfortunate, right? I say that in general. Of course, there's, there's good eggs. There's diamonds yeah. in the rough. There's your grandma. Exactly, yeah. dog. <laughs> so, like, it's, like, not all
0: Facebook is bad, but as a whole, I think it's very it's jank it's really toxic it's really dangerous even with them trying to diversify themselves with like youtube or not youtube uh facebook tv and things like that
1: yeah i i think i don't think that does much because it's still based in facebook i just go on facebook and all i'm getting is shitty political pundits and army recruiters i'm like (laughs) what's like i don't i really care so it's like it's it facebook is just weird it's it's been totally monetized politicized advertised everything um which is whatever. But I think Twitter is very salvageable because Twitter's where the people are right now. Yeah. People are on Twitter. It's not it's not just old. It's not dated. It's not just stagnant. Twitter is very like it's it's dynamic because there's people on it. There's people actually having semi-decent discussion on it. And a lot of like cultural relics come out of Facebook. I mean, it's, oh god, not Facebook. Come out of Twitter. Um there's a lot of like memes that come out of Twitter. There's a yeah. lot of like Different opinions and and insights from different people that come out of Twitter. There's a lot of ability to check someone. If you see something you don't like, you link that and then you comment on it. So, like, you say something about it. I don't know how Twitter works, so if I'm wrong, but I see all these posts. It's like you, like, retweet something and then you talk on it. Yeah. I think that's cool because I think it has more ability to to facilitate discussion than, oh, look what Fox News posted. Wow. I hate the libtard snowflakes. And it's like, (laughs) shut up. Old man, I hate you. You don't, you know, there's nothing there. There's no middle. <laughs> but Twitter has the ability to build a middle. And that's why I think it's not dead.
0: Yeah. that's like Twitter's not dead. It's interesting to hear from somebody once in a while that's not on it. And I'm barely on it, too. But I always, I like to follow people that <laughs> are on the extreme. You can learn this from the way I view, like, TikTok. Like, uh, I find the less teeth, the better. Like, you know, I like, uh, yeah. I like the worse, the better. And it's the same with most of my social media. It's like, I like to follow things that are polar. I like really far one way or really far the other because I like to hear the extremities of the world. Interesting. Okay. And usually what that ends up leading me down is to something vile. And maybe it's just my own tendencies, but at the same time, I'm seeing stuff. I'm just trying to think of a good page that I can start this on. Think about, because I follow comedians a lot because of my past. Mm -hmm. I like to see comedians and what they're doing and then talk show hosts, which are subjects always... But even a like, like think of this Roper, you know Phelps Roper, who's now out of the cult, who is this figure now for change? Her uncle Nate's an even better example. He lives up in Canada. Uncle Nate. Uncle Nate, <laughs> uncle Nate. Uncle uh, Nate Phelps. He's the son of Fred, okay. the, the founder, and he left when he was eighteen, and now he's a gay rights activist, and he's like this piece. So of they're like, guy.
1: if they're they're like good vibes now. They're, they're turning it
0: around. They're they're truth. They're truth-seeking people that always outwardly admit they're not perfect and that you have to constantly better yourself every single day. Okay, Like, I put them in a category, like, two tiers below Mr. Rogers. Like, gone oh, nice. to the worst possible spot, got their ass absolutely handed to them, yep. and still figured out how to become better. That's yeah, And I, like I don't that think anybody, I, I don't know a lot of people around me That have been through that. Like I'm kind of sheltered to be honest with you when it comes to that type of story. So they deserve the high most respect in my opinion because when you're able to do that 180 and you're able to make a change for the better, that's awesome. Absolutely. But even they'll they'll get shit. Yeah. You know, I'm amazed just by, I'm trying to think of a comment on the spot here. But I mean, I see like her sister Grace, Grace Phelps Roper. She gets shit all the time because she's not publishing enough. Or she's not doing this enough, or she dresses a certain way. You know, it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's bullshit. But now yeah. that I'm kind of grasping at straws with that, no, I should okay. have brought more examples. No, don't worry about it. But there's always the comment of Twitter is a cesspool. Yeah, full of people just going after each other, yeah. and of course, there's segregated groups on Twitter too that you can't yeah. actively participate in. But and I like, don't, I don't know. That's that's tribal thinking to me. I think we're living in a very tribal time of yeah. thought. We are. We definitely are, especially in like the state of this current political
1: climate, especially in the United States. Like, it's so, it's so one way or the other. It's my way or the highway. Yeah. If you like Donald Trump, you're a racist, bigoted asshole. If you like Hillary Clinton, you're just a snowflake communist, right? It's like what? No, there's middle ground, and I think most people exist in the middle ground. So when I look at something like Twitter, maybe this makes me naive, but I give it the benefit of the doubt because even though it can be so toxic even though it can it has those segregated groups i still think it has potential to build a middle and something like facebook i don't think has that power instagram as much as i love instagram i don't think it has that power to build a middle but i think twitter does so i think that's what makes it very unique um it's not perfect by any means but
0: i think it's a very hopeful platform if i'm being honest Yeah, well, I'm glad that there's something positive going into it because most of the people around me are kind of Mm like-minded in my thought that I think it's not going anywhere. But I also don't know though. I'm I'm glad glad on it. So well, hey, you know, it it's enough to make me think to give it a second chance. That's the whole point. Is like Mm -hmm. you're trying to find people all over the place that are what they think about it. I guess. But I should tell you this, just before I forget. No, what's up? So I've been going down the religion road lately because through social media i'm amazed how much they recruit through social media yeah. and one of the groups that has one of the groups that i reached out to in the past and <laughs> i'm not always proud of this but do you know who eden's gate are
1: yeah dude no way yeah i've heard of eden's gate this is
0: like far cry five stuff right here dog <laughs> i emailed them <laughs> they're still around they got a website and everything. But There's they're no the group way. that, like, I think it was 37 people committed suicide in the matching black Nikes with the purple tracksuits. No way. Yeah. You can email them because of the 37 followers, there were actually 39 at the time. Two of them got left behind and had to run the website. So the next time the comet came by and Jesus was on the starship behind it, they mm-hmm. could encourage others to take the journey up to the comet's tail. Yeah. So there's two people running this thing. I think it's two. That's crazy. Literally, the the <laughs> cult in Far Cry Five. I didn't play that
1: game. Oh, I they're love called that game. Eden's Gate. Oh, I think it is Eden's that's Gate. That's crazy. So what is it in the real I gotta look it up. I don't again. know. But I, knew, I was like, dude, that's crazy because I know I it's based off a real thing.
0: Yeah, let me look it up. It's that's wild. I have a cult story after this too. What was it called? Heaven's Gate. I'm sorry, Heaven's, it was Heaven's Gate. Gate. I knew I it. I have Far Cry Five on the brain because I literally played it the other day with my brother. Nice. But um, they emailed me back. And they're like, thank you for your interest. This is what we believe. This is blah, blah, blah. It was just like a general announcement statement because I'm sure they're answering questions all the time. Oh, man. But they've got the best graphics I've ever seen. Like it's that old 90s stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right there. Yeah, That's
0: them. And they're still running that site. They're still doing it. That's wild. And then the other one, the more recent one I reached out to Mm -hmm. is I was fascinated with Scientology. Yeah, that is a big one. I was in Clearwater, Florida, which is like their, oh, they, yeah. they, most of their property is in Clearwater. They own most of it now. And my grandpa lives down there. So I was visiting him and I was like, what the hell is that? And he's like, that's Scientologist's church, you know. Mm-hmm. So we were like driving around it. He showed me like John Travolta's beach house and all these like <sighs> religious spots because Scientology makes you know, billions a year. Yeah. But the reason it's that's a religion crazy. is because it takes that money and puts it towards religious um I need to make sure I choose my word carefully. They put it towards like the growing church. So mm-hmm. they buy more property. So that's why they have all this property all over Arizona that no one uses is because they have to take a certain allocation of that money and put it into use. Yeah. So they're becoming one of the largest like wow largest groups in the United States, but they have no one to fill these churches. And so I was down Interesting. there. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. They have no one in there. So I was kind of like, well, what's what's going on here? So I found this book called Going Clear, and I'm hoping to read it pretty quick. And it's about L. Ron Hubbard and what he was doing. Like One of the things that I find fascinating about him is to avoid tax, he started the religion, like the upper level of the religion, on a boat out in the ocean. No way. That's genius. And that's what they still do to this day. Like the higher oh. rankings, I believe they're called OCs or something like that. I, I have yet to read the book. Mm-hmm. but. The higher up in the church you go, a lot of the training takes place on a boat, out in the ocean. No way. Yeah, uh, he was. That's he, crazy. Yeah, he he used to wear like an admiral's costume. Uh, that's also, funny. the thing that I find really interesting about L. Ron Hubbard is he's written more fiction, like fake stories, than anybody in the history of the world. No way. And really? published it. Yes. Wow. He's. That's ri- not messing around. No. Holy crap. So I'm. I get this book going clear, and then I'm also going to get Dianetics. And when okay. I'm looking on the site to order Dianetics, they start emailing me. Oh. And they've been emailing me for about half a year now, and I have a designated email, like my spam email, that it goes right to. And once in a while, I'll open it up. And dude, they got some pretty good deals. That's crazy. <laughs> that's wild. No way. It's like sixty-three dollars for like three classes.
1: Like it's like nothing. Yeah, let's well, go. One of in my there. friends got ordained as like a Scientology minister, and he was like seventeen or something. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's an online. Yeah, it's a certificate.
0: I, got, I don't know if that's how it is, but it's funny. I it's, got bored in a business class and became a minister in Oregon.
1: There you go. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't know why.
0: I can marry people in Oregon. That's what we like. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so religion is
1: such an interesting thing. Yeah, especially nowadays.
0: Like, it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where it's going because I, I grew up in a Catholic family, but at mm-hmm. the same time, I've always seen is a business like model because you need money to run it, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen with the lack of people that are in
1: religion. Yeah, like I'm Catholic, and it is interesting because the Catholic Church is so old a lot of religions if people aren't religious anymore right we're not and like i think being a catholic i don't really know a lot about i can't speak to the other religions um other christian sects um judaism islam buddhism hinduism all those i can't speak to that because i don't know but catholicism it is there's a lot in my opinion i leave kind of ignored because I agree with it. So like yeah. their stance on like birth control. I don't really know if I agree with it. Right. Just as an example. So I think that church is so old, old timey. Um, it's hard to get the youth in because they're not, I was talking to the bishop. I'm from Iowa city and I was talking to the bishop in our diocese about it. And be um, basically, I came to the conclusion about like the Catholic Church doesn't know how to market to the youth. It doesn't mm-hmm. know. And we're not in a stage where you just brought up in it. Right. There's, no. You have to kind of market it more in, yeah. in a strange
0: sense. So it's well, yeah. interesting. You got to look at it almost businesslike because almost. the only real difference between a business and a church in the United States is how you allocate your money yep, and how you spend it and depending on your beliefs, how you register your body. So, mm-hmm. no, it's really interesting to see what that does. That's, I'm, I'm going to try to learn more about that because, you know, I grew up in a Catholic uh, family Irish Catholic family, but at the same time, I was around Buddhists. I'm working Mm -hmm. with Islamic groups now. I've gotten a better chance to learn more about them. I spent time in Israel, so that was kind of my time to learn about Judaism and Islam. But at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's like trying to catch a blob. There's no form to it. You don't really know how to kind of walk into it yet, and I think it's only getting harder. So I, I don't know. I'm still learning more about it. Right now, I'm deep in cults. I just watched Wild, yeah. Wild Country. Well, really, I watched it like a, six months ago. And that's how this podcast started. That was one of my first tests as we did that's Wild, cool. Wild Country. And then Jamestown. One of these. I love I Jamestown. have a story about that. Go at it, man. So,
1: my summer. So, I'm a sophomore. Right? So, I guess two years ago, no, two and a half years ago. Um, going in my uh, first year of college, um, me and two of my friends, Nick and Will, um, we went out to California. Um, we just drove out there 10 day trip and, um, sorry, a little burp. Um, <laughs> so we went, uh, we went, we went down
0: to Temecula, San Diego. He, he's got a glass of water for people that are wondering what he's doing. I do. There. I do. Good man. I'm glad you used you. that. Cause I know we talk a while. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so we
1: went down like Temecula, San Diego area, our family down there, went up to Huntington nice. beach. It was cool. We're, we we kind of went as we, that's a whole thing. We can talk about the trip forever, but, um, but yeah, so Airbnb in our way through the, through through the country up to California, and we want to see the redwoods, and we're like we I don't want to go all the way up. We didn't want to go all the way up because it was a super long drive. We're like no, we kind of we're it was just game time decision every day. <laughs> yeah. So we went up to oh Lord, we went up to Uriah, Uriah, California. That's a hell of a name. Yeah, I like that actually. And good yeah, name. so good oh name. I forget the other name. I gotta look it up, but um. But yeah, so we're going up there, there's a redwood grove up there. Yeah. We go into this town, it is literally Far Cry five. It is in the middle of North. We go through these woods, like this massive, untouched, like area. It's not even a state park, we just go through it, right? And we're on this we go over this massive bridge and then we're in this town, Uriah. And it's like it's the cultiest thing ever. It's there's uh-huh. no music. It's quiet. No one lives there. We go in this grocery store. There's one guy there. I went to use the bathroom, but it's like outside in this little out like <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. And then like we were walking to try to find a campsite and there was a guy working on this old truck and we just said, Hey, like is there a place and you just looked at us and said anything? I mean, know uh. right freaked me out. Some were like, Okay, it's getting dark. So we're like, We gotta find somewhere. So we went down to these this campsite to find these people. It's pitch black by now because we can find anything. We go down to this campsite. I'm like, hey, can we, like, use this spot next to you? And this family gets super hostile. They're like, no, you got to get out of here. Like, this is our spot. It's like, all right, we are getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> so we go across the town. And it's on the coast of the Atlantic. Yeah. So, like, like waves, or Pacific, excuse me, we're in California. But it's, like, waves <laughs> crashing up against, like, the weird. And then we go to this other campsite full. So we decided to park. We're going to camp on this beach. There was, like, this, uh, this, this, on this beach, there was the beach. And then there was, like, some, like, uh... Like I uh, I don't know what to say. It was like this kind of this canyon um, that was like protruding out, and when the tide went back, you could sneak over to the other part of the beach that was like sealed off by the ocean. When the tide came back up, so like, we're going to sleep there. So we're there, and then me and my friend Nick, we get this gut feeling. We're like, we are not going to sleep here. This is so <laughs> freaky. The cops are all over town for some Ooh. reason. It was horrifying, and we're like the outsiders, right? We're from we're some kids from fucking Iowa City. So we go back. We're like, we're getting out of here. So we leave, right? we go to live in or live we go to stay in fort bragg which is just another it's an armpit just in northern california so then next day we go to the redwood grove we find some weird like paintings on these like they're like egyptian things and like the parking lot weird whatever do the redwood thing cool so we're gonna make our way back home now we go down this road middle of no, like literally middle of nowhere we saw like two houses for an hour and a half wow. we get out there literally you could from where you're sitting Across the hallway, which is probably 12 feet, right? Like, well, it's not that. But we could go down. We could see the interstate we wanted to get on. And the road was closed. So we had to turn around, go back an hour and a half to Uriah and find our way out. It was horrifying. And we looked up, why was that so creepy? And that's the town, like, Jim Jones started in.
0: You're kidding. Yeah.
1: So, like, he started in that area. Let's see if I can find I want to say the name right. Yukaya, it was Yukaya, California.
0: Yukaya, California. I
1: think so, or mm, I'm gonna try to find. It. I think it was Uriah, but it was we looked it up, and that was like where Jim Jones, st- like cult, like started, and that's where he like kind of did his thing. Yeah, Mendocino County. If you look it up, you oh, see that's it. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So we were, it was horrifying. I'm sure <laughs> because it was just, it was weird vibes, weird energy i you felt it and then when we left we're on the road back we're like what was up with that so we looked it up we're like well that's where jim jones started cold so the whole town pretty much killed themselves in south america yeah like what the middle so
0: of what venezuela
1: yeah i think yeah. so was it i don't know i don't I, know enough about remember, jamestown i
0: just remember it was like 200 miles from the nearest city
1: yeah but it was horrifying because you still felt it and oh. when was that it was in the 80s right yes that So that was
0: yeah that was with uh congressman ryan flew down there in the late 80s i believe mm-hmm. and all of his group group got shot up the one of the only survivors that i found interesting was jones's son he was at a basketball game no way really yeah he's still around he preaches against his father's wishes now but yeah, yeah. he survived a, a handful of people survived one old woman survived by hiding under her bed it was this old woman mm-hmm. from like new york harlem you know your favorite, like, grandma-ma character. Oh, no, that's She sad. hid under her bed, and they didn't find her. So she was one of them. And she was one of the first people to discover that everyone drank the Kool-Aid. Wow.
1: Yeah, but that was a weird... That Sorry, I'm looking at this map on my phone right Dude, now. Dude, take your time. That's but the beauty of this. It was just... It was horrifying.
0: Because, like, you don't, like... Well, I, th- I think I'm in the same boat with you because I was trying to get was me and my, uh, yeah, no, take your time. I, I can tell you this real quick. I was planning a trip out with a couple of my friends after seeing Wild Wild Country. I wanted to see Antelope, Oregon, mm-hmm. which is this city that was 40 population. Yeah. No one lived there. And all of a sudden overnight, 10,000 people moved in. A shopping mall was built. You know, this oh. massive group yeah. came in and they ran everyone out of town. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to go back to see what it's like now. Yeah. Flipping that from being creepy, I'm sure like Antelope itself, there's some vibe there. Yeah. But the town, Rosh Bashanam, that was built in for Oso, who's the the leader of this cult, mm-hmm. it's still there and now it's a Catholic youth camp. So really? I kinda wanna go back and Whoa, see what it looks like. Yeah. Because, you know, they were they were uh very extreme about their like emotions. They would all go into a room together and walk themselves through the emotions, which it would go from like they'd all be wailing to then they would beat the shit out of each other. Then they'd have an orgy. Then they would go to like just that's everything so you can do to the extreme. And now it's a Catholic youth camp. So no, I kind of oh, want to see what funny. it's like. Yeah. A
1: little opposite of the spectrum.
0: Yeah. That it's dedicated. But I mean the feat of engineering that was done there, they built their own dam. They yeah. had an airport. They had like six, what was it? 92 Rolls Royces. They had a shopping mall. They had a giant um, like worshiping area. I want to go and see what it's like, because I'm sure the residual like energy from that is still there. And I'm, yeah, yeah, we were
1: in, we were in Mendocino. That's what it was. We went to mend. We were living in Mendocino living. We stayed in Mendocino and then went for break. But Mendocino was like, it was just freaky. Mendocino was the town that was like totally barren. And like, I bet that residual kind of energy is still there. It is just the, it's tantalizing. You feel it. We got in that town. Like, this is weird. But we didn't trust our guts at first. We just stayed there and put ourselves in <laughs> a really weird situation. I thought I was—I'm gonna be honest—I thought I was gonna die. Oh, I didn't I think I was gonna make it out of that town. I literally felt like it was in a horror movie. I was like, I right, am not doing this. So there's very rare places that can make you feel that way. It's but, like, yeah. when
0: you find a man, <sighs> they scar you. You know it.
1: I like—I was talking about that. I was getting goosebumps. I remember the whole thing. It was weird. Oh, have, have you ever like almost died before? That's random. Have you ever gotten close to
0: dying? Uh, that's out of the blue,
1: but I think it's a fascinating I'm, question. I'm
0: trying to think. I thought I've had a couple moments where I thought I was gonna die right yeah, there. Yeah, that's like that's where I fell for. off a cliff. Oh um, no way! Um, I was dropped is probably the better suggestion. I was rock climbing. I was about to rappel. Oh no! And it was my first time ever climbing, and uh, this guy who was very nice but wasn't paying attention to where I was standing. Uh-huh. I walked up, and I kind of set my feet, you know, your butt's hanging. Yeah. I was still somewhat on my own feet. Like, I wasn't fully back yet, Uh but he gave me all this slack like he thought I was going to ease into it, and I fell about 20 feet and smacked my head and hung upside down.
1: Holy crap.
0: And I thought Um. I was going to die. I couldn't find my bearings. And the first person I saw, this was at a camp like a camp when I was young. I was maybe oh, 14, man. 15. Maybe that's a little too old. Maybe around 12 or okay. 15, somewhere in there. And uh, luckily there were people climbing up as we were going down. Ooh. And this camp counselor's name was Sarge. He was a sergeant in the military. Sarge. He was climbing at the same time. And he, I will never forget this. He put his hand on my chest as I hung and just spinned me. Like I was a dial on like a <laughs> rolling lock. Yeah. He just spinned me. And like pushed me up against the wall, and he's like, "Go on." <laughs> I'm like, <okay>. "Sarge, <laughs> I'm save like, your damn, life, dude." Yes, Sarge, thank you, Sarge. Funny story, just to relate. My water cup here, the bracelet around it was made by Sarge. No way. Yeah, that was made by Sarge. Sarge. He's, Sarge is with us. He's the ledge, and then um, I got I caught driving that. in Detroit at night. Because I've got family there. But at the same time, I don't feel as threatened by Detroit anymore because I've been there so much. Mm -hmm. And every time I've gone, I've gone with my mom. So I have like this false sense of she knows the city. So that's fine. Because she was born when the riots happened right after. Yeah, that's That's, huge. So I grew up, you know, walking around Detroit, going to a couple of those museums and seeing where all the houses were burned down and having people yell at me all the time. So it's kind of like zero sum in my head no, but I'm at the it, same yeah. time you know i've been down eight mile and really? it's all strip clubs yeah, yeah. I, so it's there's not really there's no one in detroit that's the thing people are like there's, it's dangerous sure it's dangerous there's just nobody there yeah everyone left and then probably oh i almost got mugged that's probably the closest <laughs> oh i was walking uh i know this is three uh, you asked me for if i've had no one. i, I had, love it i want to know i think three. this is a fascinating question um, yeah, and then it was like drownings. But um, <laughs> I uh, I got pushed up against a wall by a guy who was asking for money for um, gas. huh. He said he broke down. And uh, I was walking to the St. Paul Hotel, St. Paul, St. James, something like that. I was going to see some of my friends' carol for high school. I was like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a suit. I look nice, like it's a nice hotel. And I'm walking through a bad area right by St. Paul. Yeah. And I think, no one's going to touch me. I'm six foot one. I'm walking fast. No one's going to touch me. And this little dude walks right up to me. He's like, I need gas. I need this. And I'm like, sorry, man. I don't have any money. I don't even have a wallet on me. I don't. I'm I'm telling him the truth. Like, I don't have a wallet on me. I left it in the car in a parking garage that I had a lock to. It was at my dad's work. And he goes, listen, man, is this what God would do? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little weird. And, all you know, one thing leads to another. I start walking, and he puts his forearm in my chest. Mm-hmm. And I do a quick little swim move, and I just start booking it. But he tried to get me up against the wall, and I knew. St- I thought I was going to die. No, I But yeah, um, not But that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. And then, yeah, I think that's probably the worst, because I knew he had something on him, because yep. he kept pointing at his back uh-huh. pocket, like his back belt. So there was something there, but... I got out of there before anything bad happened. So I've never been close. Never close. But one second. Sorry, we had a quick entry. Special th- guest. A special guest coming back at us. But that's the closest. How about you? So
1: I've, I've, I've had, this is just why I think it's such an interesting question. I've had like three times. So one time I was jumping on a trampoline. I felt square in my, like, like on my, like, head, and I, like, bruised my sternum really bad, and I thought I was... I couldn't breathe for, like, five seconds. That was when I was, like, 14. So I was, like, ah. Uh. But then, another one... I So I... This is a whole thing. So I, I'm... Like I said, i was from Iowa City. Uh, like, six hours away from here. So I greyhound it back, because I don't have a car up here. I I'd greyhound back. Don't ever greyhound bus in your life. It is the <laughs> stupidest thing. I don't know how... It's logistically a nightmare. It doesn't work. I've been told the same thing many times. It's so romanticized, but it's like, oh we'll see it. we'll go to the Greyhound bus, see America, right? And that La La Land song, like Another Day of Sun, they're like, I met like this person I love on like the Greyhound bus. Like so it's like cool. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, bro. That's how it is though. But I was I was on I was on the Greyhound bus. This whole thing. So I, I wake up. So Greyhounds are always late, but this was the day like we I forget we either like lost an hour or something. So, all the Greyhounds became an extra hour late because the time changed. So, the night... Okay. And I'm, like, literally getting on the bus when this happens. So, I'm waiting outside Iowa City for two hours at, like, 3 a.m. So, that's fun. Get on the bus. Go to the Des Moines bus stop. It's, like, an hour and a half away. Des Moines bus stop is probably about as big as two of these rooms. Very small. I don't know how big this room is, but it's... It was, like, 24 by 24. Okay. Small as hell. And, like, yeah. not a very nice area. hmm And... I'm there for like 20 hours. So a bus oh. gets canceled. So there's a hundred people in the bus stop. Everyone's getting mad. Everyone's trying to fight each other. People are pissed. It's just bad news. So a bus come, a bus doesn't come because it's late because a bus got canceled in Detroit. So now the whole country's off or in uh, Denver. So the whole country's janked up. And then another bus comes and it's me and four other people. One of them's an old lady. So we let her get on. We're like, well, now what? I don't know. So it's, I remember them. it was me, this guy named Rashad, he was probably about 30 and another college kid. Uh, her name was Alex. So we just hung on this bus stop for 20 hours. Then another guy, like another whole group of people came in. People were trying to fight all this stuff, Jeez. but there was this guy. He was sus. He was like, he was high as a kite. His eyes were glazed over. He Ugh. was, he was gone. You could tell he was gone. He almost got in a fight. He's like Mexican dude, but he called this, he called this black dude the N word. And it's like, okay, so everyone's, Dang. it's get It's, he's just being an idiot. Everyone's trying to fight each other. It's a mess. And, yeah so that happens then i go to the bathroom so i'm like in the bathroom doing my thing taking a piss taking a leak whatever so i try to leave the bathroom this guy comes in it's this dude it's the mexican dude who's like super high he's a sketchy character and so i try to leave the bathroom like i open the door he comes in and he like blocks me and he's gone so i wasn't worried like he's like out of his mind um on drugs or something but he comes in and he like blocks me and he's like he's he wants me to buy something i'm like dude i don't know what you want so i assume he had drugs on him but and then he opened up like his He's like Jack, and he had tons of money on him. He had oh. a ridiculous amount of money on him. What? And I was like, okay, that's sus. And I was like, no, bro, I'm trying to leave. And he was like, no, 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 man, because he was high as hell, and he was like, that sounded sus. But I'm sorry, I'm laughing. No, like no, horrific. it's it's something. But he was like, he wouldn't let me go, um, and he was just in another place. But so I was like, no, and he just flashed me his money, and I, I he had like I think he had a knife on him. Cause I saw him like go for something else and I was like, I'm done. So I just pushed him out of the way and left. But that was horrifying because in a situation like that you're not really, you're at someone else's mercy. Even though it was this dude, he was kind of short, but he, he was like, he was, he was inebriated to say the least, but it was, it's still freaky. Cause you're like, Whoa, like this dude, like I was threatened by this guy. I did not yeah. know he was going to act and he was going to go off. So I was crazy.
0: And when it's that close, like exactly. you're in
1: a tiny little confined area. It's oh. like, yeah, it was a small ass bathroom and it was, Oh, Oof. It was just not a good experience. Can
0: I can I tell you one I just remember? I got another one after this. so keep, oh, let's keep it We'll rolling. go back I and forth this. real quick. This one I never felt in any danger. It f- gave me a scare for a moment, but mm-hmm. I said I was in Israel for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, it was right when ISIS started to pick up. Oh, okay. And that's not too related, but one of the first scares that happened that kind of got me in the mindset that I'm in a place I'm not supposed to be was I came in on a plane called a 777. It's what you commonly fly on, right? Uh Uh-huh. Boeing 777. About a in the same news cycle as the time I arrived, a 777 disappeared. Oh, my God. Over the ocean somewhere. And my mom was like, what? Yeah. And I was happy no one, like, I, I was emailing her and everything. So, like, there was a clear communication. Like, I was fine. There was never any worry there. But it freaked some people out like my friends who had watched the news like oh my god like a 777 just disappeared Yeah, and we can't find that anymore But my family knew and everything was fine, but it kind of got me in the mindset of what was going on Okay, well I was in southern Israel and we were driving south You know we're seeing all these mountains, you know, we're taking a tour. Yeah doing Israel things Yeah, we're seeing like all the old war equipment like they got AA guns out in the middle of nowhere. It's crazy and we're running low on gas. We got to use the bathroom. So we all pull off at this old military base that's kind of like being apart. Okay. Kind of creepy. And there's yeah. soldiers there. But all the soldiers are great. Like they're super nice guys. Nice. And they're like, yeah, you want to see this? Like these are the boots I wear. Like they're that's just kind of cool. showing off. They're like flexing. Yeah. It's like, what's up, man? That's awesome. I go in. I'm taking a leak. I had a sponsor there that had helped pay for my trip. Mm-hmm. And her name's Mary Jo. And she's a very lovely woman. I still talk to her to this day. And we hear, you know, this quick, like somebody's breathing really fast. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the, what the fuck's that? And Mary Jo goes, oh, look. And she looks up, and there's about 11, like, silver, almost like bullets traveling through the air. They're missiles, and they're flying far, far away from us. And they're traveling through the air, and i like, I'm jolting. Wow. Like, what the fuck is going on? And the guys, the soldiers behind me are, like, laughing. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? There's missiles flying through the air. That just came from the straight. Like, what are... That's going towards your house or something. And again, I'm like freaking out for a second. In like clockwork, they're not in the sky for more than a minute. We see them all like blow up into little puffs of white dust. And you see like the glass fragments falling out of the sky. Israel had an anti-defense missile mechanism. And that's what they were laughing about. They could do that all they want. But we can shoot down as many of those missiles as we please. They shot like seven of these things down. I'm in the desert watching. Whoa. like it It's a fucking fireworks shot. That's crazy. And I'll never forget that. But I never, Holy. it was one of those moments where I was just like, I can't believe this is real. Oh, it's not real. Like nothing bad's happening. Like that, it's just gone. Nothing happened. Yeah. So that, that freaked me out. I was never going to be touched, but that was one. I, I told that story to one of my friends the other day. I was like, God, I can't believe I forgot that. That's probably the weirdest situation I've been so in as a like war zone. They were like incoming missiles They were f- that they aiming, shot down. Yeah, they were aiming at Tel Aviv and, Is- and Jerusalem. Yeah, Jerusalem. Wow. They had a couple flying. I don't remember if it was seven. It was quite a few. I was surprised how many. That's crazy. But they fired those missiles. They shot them down. They also did drills in the middle of the night, which was awful. <laughs> so I, I would bet. hear gunfire in the middle of the night oh in my hotel. Dear. Oh, God. Dude, I... Shat my pants on a fucking uh, balcony once because <laughs> they did military marching through the streets. <laughs> like this brigade was marching, and I heard the clacking of guns. And the only time I hear guns is like when I'm hunting. So naturally, you're like inclined to be like, "That's a gun. Where yeah. the fuck is it?" And it was below me, and I looked down, and all the barrels are pointing up. I'm like, "Fuck! Holy <laughs> shit! Like, <laughs> like oh, from that shit!" I'm like, "What the fuck?" But I I loved Israel. I would go back. Like I make it sound like I was unsafe. It's not that I loved it. I think the that's craziest awesome. part was Dead Sea. The driveway to get into the Dead oh. Sea. There's a minefield on both sides. Really? Yeah. That's wild. But I want to hear yours. What What? You got one more?
1: No. Yeah. So uh, I was in a few years ago. I went to Guatemala for a service trip, and
0: um. Dude, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, it was super cool. We were Sh- in,
0: like, uh, we got listeners in Guatemala actually. Really? My buddy Luis and his family listens. Shout out to Luis. Do you know man. where they're at? They're in Guatemala City.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we flew into Guatemala City. Then we stayed in Antigua. Um, but we were working with uh, this program called, called uh, Imagining Guatemala. And this program, they do really great work, but they build houses. Um, so um, I could plug them all I want, but Imagining Guatemala, they, they just do a really they do great, great, great work. Um, but, yeah, so we were down there working with them. It was a school trip. One of my old teachers, she is one of the volunteer coordinators in the United States for them. Um, Remember these two guys, Mario and Eddie, super, super dope dudes. Um, I digress though, but that was, I love that, that, uh, that organization. Um, But yeah, so after we got done with the build, which is like, it took like four days um, to complete the house. We went down, did a little sightseeing. We did the Guatemala thing. Um, One day, we went, it was, it was Lake Adelon. Um, so we went there and just super cool, super cool. Kind of like resort town. Um, but not like, it's not like Cancun. It's just kind of this dumbed down resort kind of vibe. It was really cool. Really great place. Um, and we went out, the the lake is massive. It is huge. There's like mountains all around. It's the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was like so sublime. I was like, holy crap. It was incredible. So we went there, went out, we were going to go cliff diving. Right. So we went out there, took a boat out. In we're all cliff doing our thing. It's probably like 20-ish. Oh, dude, feet you're up. so much braver than me if you're clear, yeah, oh. it was, Yeah, once I hear this, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. So it's cool. So I'm jumping. I'm like, pencil dive. Because right? I'm not trying to die. And then there's these French-Canadian guys. <laughs> oh, no. And they're, like, doing these flips. They're gymnasts. So they're doing, like, crazy shit. And I'm like, that's dope. And, like, one of the girls in my class tried to do something, and she, like, ate it. But she was fine, right? But, like, I look at me. I am so skinny. I have nothing. So I I jumped and I tried to do the swan dive and I landed flat. It was like literally like, it sounded like that. And I, from like 20 feet up, I didn't sink into the water. I just went and stayed on top. And I was like, damn, that shit hurt. And I was, that hurt like a motherfucker, dude. Oh my God. And so I, so I get out. I'm like, Oh, I'm tweaking. I was like, I was, yeah. And I started coughing up blood, like a ton of blood. There's a video of me on YouTube. And, like, I cough up blood, and then I swipe, like, my hand on the rock, and there's just blood all over my hand. So I'm like, oof, not good looks. What? So I go over. I'm like, yo, I am messed up to, like, one of the coordinators. I'm like, I'm coughing up blood. She's probably just bigger lip, whatever. So I go up, and everyone's like, you're fine. Just bigger tongue or whatever. But I'm, like, dying. I can't breathe. I'm, like, having these, like, like, kind of pseudo back spasms. I'm, like, coughing up blood. I'm like, holy shit. And I'm in the middle of this small town in Guatemala, not even in the town, in just the middle of this lake. And I think I'm going to die. So there was like 30 minutes where I thought I was just going to just like drown in my own blood and just like die. Cause I was sitting up there. You know how people like cut off the tops of coconuts and put straws in them and drink them. Yeah. <laughs> this, no. this makes sense. So, so there was this bench and there was a coconut there. So I'm walking, I'm like, and I sit on this bench and I see all my friends playing in the middle of the like, they, they swim out in the lake. They're all having fun. Everyone's And I'm up here and I'm like, I, I started talking to this coconut. It sounds so sad. Sorry, I just got really loud. I just my mic. No, you're but fine, I was do like, door.
0: You you So you had a Wilson moment? Like Castaway? Yes,
1: literally. I had a Wilson moment. So I'm up there. My friend's having fun. I think I'm going to die. And I'm just talking to this <laughs> coconut next to me. I was like, yo. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make this, man. I feel so bad. I was praying to God. I was like. Lord, you have to help help my body heal. And I was so messed up. I had back backstabs. My whole back was bruised. And I was in the middle of fucking Lake Analan. Oh, it was horrifying. So fast forward. Oh my God. Fast forward like three months. First cross-country meet of my senior year. I cough up all this old grossness. I'm like, what is that? It was all this old blood. I was like, maybe it's from Guatemala. So I get it checked out. X-ray. They call me. They're like, yo. Like, so I get the X-ray. And then there's like next day, 4 p.m. I remember so I was sitting downstairs playing my Xbox. My mom was like, yo, I need to pick you up. Get ready. There's a mass in your chest when you go to the ER. So I'm, I think cancer. You think mass in your chest. Like, Fuck, I have cancer. It was horrifying. So then we get the, we go to the ER, CAT scan, MRI. They have no idea what this thing is inside me, right? So basically, ne- like a few months later, I get an operation. They, they like, they cut my side open. They take something out. I have like three little incisions. It was super cool. But they took this thing out, right? And so once they figured out what it was, it was this thing. So basically what happened, I tore my lung open when I fell. It was like less than a centimeter away from my aorta. So if it had been like an extra foot up, I would have torn my aorta open. I would have bled out inside and I would have choked on my blood. So I tore my lung open and it grew this thing. It was something called like a granulosum and it grew on it. And it was just like, it was like kind of messing my lung. So when I was racing, I was like having trouble breathing. That might have been part of it. Like deflated my lung, cut it out, and like, it was fine. But it was crazy because this doctor's like, yeah, if that was a few feet higher, you would have just busted your aorta, and you would have just pretty much destroyed your heart. Yeah. So it was horrifying in the moment, but I look back on it, I was like, that is absolutely terrifying.
0: That's oh my god. Like
1: I was like a foot away from dying in the middle of Guatemala. It was the, it was the scariest moment of my life. It was freaky. I know I said that about the other thing, but this was horrifying.
0: I can't. I'm. I'm happy you saved this one for last. Me dude. too. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. My finger tears, like You Showing me like finger checks. now.
1: <laughs> it was. It's oh, amazing. I, uh, like yeah. in the
0: worst way possible. No, it
1: is. And like I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking hard ass. Like I did that shit. But I'm like, no, dude. That like when I see people go <laughs> and like dive, I'm like, no, absolutely not. It. Oh. I. Uh, I just yeah. But that's it. I almost died in Guatemala one time, which is a pretty cool story to be able to have. Dude. with come from it.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that, dude. that's gonna stick with me for
1: a while. It freaked me out. I'll show you the video after we get done with this thing. But oh, it's it to, was.
0: To be honest with you, I think we should call it there. I don't think we can top that. We call I think it, we leave we that, that with it a bang. On Guatemala
1: story. Oh my god! That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell my mom to listen to this one so she she remembers <laughs> it. I love you, mom. <laughs> shout out, shout out, Marty Teagle.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> it's it's good. Oh, Made it in one piece. Just bring it back to yeah. horse. Today. Right? <laughs>
1: but hey, we're here now. We're together. We're having yeah. fruitful discussion. We're right. on the yeah. podcast. Oh. We're out here. We're, we're moving. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's cool. You covered a lot of ground. We went from me spilling like this idea of Sisyphus and social media to out here like
0: talking about Guatemala and Israel yeah. and almost dying. That's Dude, that's awesome. That's, that's good what good that's what this is. I, I mean, love it. Uh, they slowly are climbing. I'm trying to get better, but I like having just a podcast where I can bring people on, learn something, and then kind of hang out. And you'd be surprised what comes out of it. Definitely, so, absolutely, that's
1: facts. Yeah. Everyone's got a story to tell. You oh, just got to listen.
0: Yeah. Well, I, br- I guess I'll, we'll bring this thing home because I'm, I'm definitely going to have you if you're willing to come back. I'm sure I'll have you oh, back on. I would love to be back on. This is it's
1: always a pleasure. I, I just I love it. So yeah, yeah. Man, Hit absolutely. Me up always. Well, Nate Dog Part Ten coming at you soon. <laughs> and we're gonna be on a lot. <laughs> nah, I told him, I
0: told him like before this whole thing began. If you ever have a rant, just come on the BGP, and you're like, you'll be fine. <laughs> like people with rants are welcome here anytime. Yeah, that's why it's
1: nice. It's kind of like a brain spill. Like yeah. the whole thing. Like like when you're talking about social media, made no sense, right? But then you you take it back in, you pick it apart, and like you pick apart the rant. And it makes sense in the end, so that's why I think it's a cool thing about these podcasts. It's not just like oh, like Kanye West we're talking about. It's not just yeah. like oh, you said this. You actually have a chance to spill your guts, spill your thoughts. Then be like, yeah. let's pick it apart. And yeah. I think that's a really cool part of how you how you have this thing set up. So
0: yeah, it's weird because it's like it's stepping back from your real your time and just being yeah. like collect all that moment, all those moments, kind of put them into two hours, two and a half hours,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: just see what you've actually learned by you know, this sounds kind of cliche, but just by living a little bit every day and see what you pick up, have a conversation with somebody and see what you learn. And it's kind of a beautiful moment. And it's been nice because I have great friends that have supported me, but at the same time, you got to be willing to, uh, well, here's the beautiful thing about friends. You can do absolutely nothing and have a great time. Um, And it's unfortunately not always the best thing for a podcast, but I've had some great friends come on and talk to me about some really interesting stuff. So I'm if you've got anything or if your buddy's got anything, bring them on. I'm happy to hear from them. Oh yeah. Always. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. But with that, if you want to get in contact with the show for our listeners, feel free to reach out to us at the Instagram or the Twitter page at the Ben Griffin podcast. Otherwise we always, we're been getting videos lately. I can't believe I'm getting videos. That's pretty cool. That's why. Um, if you've got those, send them to Ben Griffin podcast at gmail.com. We always are happy to hear from you. Um, thank you to all those people who have reached out over the past couple of weeks here, man. We've, gotten quite a few messages i've been surprised so it's kind of bringing a smile to my face to be able to interact with you guys and know that we're doing something pretty cool here so with that thank you guys so much for listening nate thank you for coming on thank you thank you always a pleasure all right guys have a good one see you later